0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Good evening. This is the Evening Edition with Sharmila. Tonight, episode five of our Clean Cut series, where we invite comedians to come to the station and perform a set in front of the BFM staff. The challenge here is that they have to perform a clean set. So this week we have Kiran Baladevan. First, you'll be hearing an interview our producer Alia did with him, followed by the set he performed. Here's the interview.
0: Okay, so let's start with uh, what kickstarted you on your uh, comedy journey, and maybe um, you can tell us a little bit more about the brand of your brand of comedy.
2: Um, I, I, I guess I started. Uh, stand-up comedy because I've always loved watching it I used to watch it on TV uh, when I was growing up uh, during the lecture with David Letterman when he used to have stand-up comedians on. This was even before I understood what stand-up comedy was. And then I asked my dad. My dad explained it to me. And then over the years, he just introduced me to a whole bunch of comedians and I was always very uh, interested and it amused me and I loved the form. I loved, you know, just being able to stand up there for a few minutes, just talk and make people laugh. And uh, then eventually... One mic stand started in 2012 in Jaya One and then I just kept going for the open mics. And then uh, no one has told me to stop since. That's why I keep doing it.
0: (laughs) So you've been asked to come here at our offices to perform a clean set. Um, What do you think are some of the caveats of, you know, doing clean comedy as compared to um, the... The like more edgy more edgy comedy? Uh
2: I think an old school term for the more edgy one is probably called working blue. That's a term I think uh they were using since the heyday of stand up comedy when it started in the States during like the fifties and forties. Uh there's no Well, the main thing is people think oh clean comedy means you don't swear uh, you don't curse. That I think you can be very clean and be extremely edgy. Also, I think it's 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 very much possible. It's just based on your content and your premise and what is it you're trying to uh, put across. Because at the end of the day, stand up comedy is you're trying to build an image. Or a picture in the people's mind. So even if you don't swear, even if you're the most polite person and you say something in a way that can make people visualize what you want them to visualize, they're going to say it's AG anyway. You know what I mean? So that's a very challenging and exciting line for all of us to play with. Um, Usually on stage, I just, when I need to not swear, I don't swear. When I need to swear, I do swear because, you know, it's just fun.
0: Is there any you know? Um, is there any comedy that uh, you wouldn't step over the line to do?
2: I wouldn't step over the line. I mean, I mean, being aware of you know where we are and how Malaysia is, there are certain things uh, that you don't talk about. Definitely, uh, literally, not a single comedian does anything or would want to do anything about royalty, especially with the rules in this country and all that. But uh, but everything else, I think. The way I've come across it is the line is very much artificial and it's a very much and it's very much a shifting goalpost according to how the times change. So when people say like, oh, you shouldn't cross that line. I mean, Who put that line there, first of all? And secondly, I'm doing my job. My job is to make you laugh. If you laugh, then the job's done. You don't get to say, oh, you crossed the line. I mean, if I cross the line, why did you laugh? You know what I mean? And then people go, but I didn't laugh. Well, a hundred other people did, you know what I mean? So uh, finding that line for me is more finding the line that how much can I push it so people can laugh, but also they don't go back feeling bad. The main thing is people think that, oh, an and, and edgy joke is dangerous, but no one is trying to be mean, right? No comedian wants to be mean. So you just keep pushing it to the point and you do whatever you need to do to get that laugh, to get that reaction from people. Um, And if it becomes mean, then the problem is not, you know, people's knee jerk reaction of, oh, my God, nobody should. No, 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 no. It's the comedian's fault because they weren't good enough to not make it better.
0: Um, Uh. Tell me about some of your your best moments on stage. I mean, there's a lot of things. uh, I mean, you've done a lot of performances. So I imagine that there are a lot of different types of audiences. And how do you find the the right spot, the right funny bone spot, you know, to make people laugh?
2: Oh, that's very tricky because... From what I've learned, every single comedy show you do is going to be different because you just never know who or what the audience is going to be like. So it's always a a toss up, right? It's always a roll of the dice. So that is very uh, exciting for me. And I think going up there and trying to find the the funny as you said, I think comes with years of training and and going and stepping on stage and going, All right, I know my jokes, I'm confident with my jokes, I know these jokes are gonna work maybe nine times out of ten. Will tonight be the one out of ten that it doesn't work? Maybe. We never know, but that's the game. Part of right. The... Yeah. So you go in, uh, you try to, to gauge the audience and see, well, do they laugh? At? Because if let's, for example, if let's say a joke that I've done before and I know it works most of the time, I know exactly when and where people would laugh. So if let's say that particular audience isn't laughing at that point, I'll go, oh, OK, maybe I need to shift uh, the way I say it, change my tone, change up the order, um, it's very much in the moment kind of a thing because you can never 100% prepare.
0: Do you have any final thoughts to leave us with? Uh,
2: no, just uh, uh, thank you so much. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, if I can plug some of my upcoming shows, uh, it's so nice, by the way, to be back and be able to live comedy after lockdown and everything. Uh, I'm glad things are back. And if uh, anybody's listening, you want to come to shows, we've got uh, a show coming up on the 14th of Uh, December at Hush Theatre KL. This is um, an initiative by myself, Brian Tan and Prakash Daniel called Copy Shop Conversations. It's a little bit different. It's not stand up. It's um, you guys can ask whatever questions you want and we'll answer it live on stage. It's super fun. It's great. Uh, 14th December Hush Theatre. Just follow me on my socials and everything's there.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. That was our producer, Alia, speaking with comedian Kiran Bala Devan. We're going to go for a quick break now, but we'll be back with the live set he performed here in the BFM office. You're listening to Clean Cut, BFM 89.9.
3: Be firmly motivated, BFM 89.9.
1: Good evening, you're listening to Clean Cut, our monthly comedy series where we invite a comedian to come and perform a set in our offices with the challenge that it has to be funny but clean. Before the break, you heard our producer Alia speaking to comedian Kiran Baladevan. And now, here's the live set he performed at our office. And as you'll hear, it was also our annual Deepavali lunch.
2: Uh, thanks, guy. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad I'm not the only one dressed up. I'm very happy about that. I didn't think, I, know, I thought it was a prank. Uh, I'm glad all of y'all are here. It's so nice that y'all are doing this for Deepavali. Guys, give yourselves a big <clears throat> round of applause. I'm happy to be doing it right next to the Appam station, some.
3: <laughs>
2: My grandparents will be very proud. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, do, I do love, uh, so um, Aliyah told me, like, hey, come here and uh, do a bit of jokes because I've listened to the other ones that y'all done before, so I had the comedians on come and do a bit of stand-up, and then she said, you know, keep it radio clean, radio-friendly. I said, okay, maybe, uh, I mean, I told her I was going to do something else. Uh, I told her I was just going to, like, hey, you know what, it's men's uh, uh, health month. I thought, hey, let's do jokes about men's mental health, right? I've been doing jokes about that. That's important. BFM is very big on mental health. And I thought, let me just roast BFM a little bit. How about that? You think can or (laughs) not, guys? Are we, are, we, are, we, are we good with this? Are we good with this? Right? I, I, I love BFM. I really do. I, I actually do listen to you all all the time, especially uh, when I'm listening to another station, and then I realize, oh, I want to reload my brain cells. <laughs> and then I switch to 89.9, because you your brain will wither and die if you listen to the other radio stations in Malaysia. <laughs> Honestly, I love all your shows. Uh, uh, breakfast grill or so, when I do wake up in the morning, I do listen. Where's the team? Where's the team? Yo, how do y'all talk to people like that? I don't understand. <laughs> Where do y'all get the courage to, I I cannot do that, and I love the way y'all talk to them, and you just, just basically ask them all the questions, like as though an Indian mother is scolding their child, you know. <laughs> right? I started using that in my daily life already, and now this is how I, like, when I go on dates, that's how I talk to people now already. <laughs> Right, I go on a date, the first question I ask the girl is, what's your five-year plan, (laughs) ah? Do you think uh, we can have some synergy, you know what I mean? I just talk to these people that never gone on a second date because of that, ever. But I'm an investor in five different companies now, so at least that works. (laughs) Right? Uh, um, Oh, uh, where's the popcorn culture people? Are they here? One here? Love the show. Huge movie nerd or so. Huge movie nerd myself. I have one issue with uh, Arvin. <laughs> Is he here? Is he here? Yeah. Arvin's not here? Okay, I'll talk about him anyway. <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, I Every time I watch... I mean, sorry, watchful. Every time I listen to Popcorn Culture, I, I like it. Except there was this one episode, and I don't know why it stuck with me so much. Arvin says he doesn't like Star Trek. <laughs> Do you all know about this? Are y'all, are y'all aware? He said he doesn't like Star Trek at all. How can anybody working in BFM not like Star Trek? I don't get it. All of y'all are basically data nerds, you know? And then y'all don't like Star Trek? It makes no sense. I, I, at least he does like Star Wars. At least he does like Star Wars, also, which everybody does. I also do. Uh, well, OK, full disclosure, I used to like Star Wars. Yeah, so, so all the nerds in the room going, ooh. It's like you cannot say that, you know, it's like someone leaving a religion, you know, if you say you don't like Star Wars anymore. I'm serious, I cannot. I like I just realized this the other day. I am done with Star Wars. I am done. It's I've been watching these movies since I was young. I cannot do it anymore because those three movies that came out, absolutely horrible. Ah, there. The three, the last three. The like the last three, completely bad. Because I went and watched all three, uh, I did. Here's what I realized. Disney turned it into a Tamil movie series, huh? <laughs> right? It took them three movies for them to tell the girl is the bad guy's granddaughter. You no, know? <laughs> Tamil movie they would have revealed it half point in the movie before intermission, <laughs> right? And if it was a Tamil movie, so it, it would have been good because all these problems would have been solved. I figured it out, okay? If R2D2 just opened his mouth, <laughs> right? The flaw was there from the beginning. Didn't say anything. He knew who was what. He knew who the father was. He knew who the bad guy was. Nothing. Just beep and beep and beep. Open your mouth, la, brother. Say something, la. No, what's wrong with this bloody microwave? You know what I mean, or not? Right? The, the movie would have, they, they would have sorted the series one movie in if he had just told Luke A hey, that uh, Nazi is your father, no? Right? And just like every Tamil movie, he would have went there, he would have gone to him, gone to Vader, and said, "Apa?" <laughs> Vader would have still tried to get him to join the, the Dark Side. He would have, right? Because that's what Vader does. But he would have done that one thing in every single Tamil movie that we've watched. He would have looked at him straight in his helmet <laughs> and asked him, "'Is this what Amma would have wanted?' <laughs> we will be crying. <laughs> will be crying like that. Uh, uh, I believe in a tech talk recently. Tech Talk's is really nice. Is it just, just this? Is the team here? Yeah. Team. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, 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 it's so informative. I don't understand anything. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It's just really nice seeing uh, middle-aged people trying to discuss technology. <laughs> It's so fun. It's so fun. It's like every family gathering in my, my relative's house of how to use the Waze, which one? It's so nice. I just I but I don't get anything so but I try to listen to it as much as possible so I can pretend that I know everything instead of just learning it from Matt, you know what I mean or not? Right? I just go around, talk to my people, and if anything I don't know, this one thing I learned from Ted Talk. Uh, y'all 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 can just cancel the show right now, okay? <laughs> Because everything, the answer is just AI.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just say that, just say that once. Uh, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, over the years, BFM, you have been very kind to us, comedians. Thank you so much you know, for bringing us here, always giving us you know, exposure. Um, and for some reason, all of the comedians love Richard Bradbury. I don't know why. <laughs> we all do, we all, we all, we all do love him. I mean, look at him, he's such a, he's too handsome for radio guys. I cannot let his slur. <laughs> With his face, we all love, he's too handsome for radio, but too old for TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at him, he looks like a captain of a steamship, the way he looks now. He's a great guy, he's, I, I, just, I, I just want BFM to do something a bit differently. I have this one thing I want to suggest to you all, and I'll give it to you for free, okay? You all can take this for free, listen. Next year, April Fool's can you all do what the other radio stations are doing just for one day? uh? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Just one day, right? Get like Richard and Sharmila and everybody, it's like, hey, BFM (laughs)
3: 89.9!
2: Just do that the entire day, confuse the whole industry, and then next day, you all come back. Guys, we were just joking because we realized, unlike the other stations, we have talent thank you so much, everybody. That's all I got. Thank you so much, guys.
1: You just heard their comedian, Kiran Baladevan, who performed a live set in front of BFMers at our offices. You've been listening to Clean Cut, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same
0: kind, download the BFM app.